and welcome back to Pastor Plex Podcast. So glad all of you are joining me. I'm your host, Pastor Plex. In the studio with me today is none other than Cody Sparks from the Cody Sparks Band in the production room. Cody, how are we doing over there? <laughs> also, I have Jacob Lawlin, fearless intern here at Wells Branch Community Church. Mm, so happy to be here. And Nicole, super trooper troop. She is here to keep us all on task. <laughs> I do what I can. All right. So the question we have uh, for this particular podcast is Mary was a virgin. Jesus had brothers. I've heard a few different opinions on this topic. What do you think? Were they half brothers? Were they not blood brothers at all? And from a previous marriage of Joseph, were they cousins? Were Jesus siblings younger or older than him? All right. Now, uh, here's what I can tell you. The Catholic church believes that second half. So the Catholic church (laughs) would say that Joseph had um, other a previous marriage, perhaps he was, perhaps he was widowed, um, and other kids. There's uh, multiple problems with that. Where are the kids then on the journey down to Bethlehem? Yeah, and the uh, Bible never mentions them. Yeah, and so the the brothers are mentioned, uh, you know, as ones whom Jesus grew up with his brothers and sisters. Now, some people would say they're brothers in the sense that we are all brothers. They all came from a small town. And that's my my brother Jacob over here. That's my sister Nicole over here. And so maybe from that perspective, but that's just a stretch. Um, we know that John the Baptist is uh, Jesus' cousin, uh, as well as D- James and John are, um, are uh, Jesus' cousin as well. Kind of ironic. Uh, so it's kind of weird because Salome was her mom, was their mom, and Salome was Mary's sister. Kind of wild. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was it? It wasn't. Isn't there like a second James that was also Jesus' brother? Yeah. So and he ended up being one of his disciples. Yeah. So James, after Jesus rose from the dead, First Corinthians fifteen says that he appeared to uh, Peter first, and all the disciples, and then James, his brother. And that's where we, I mean, why would it say, why would it bring up James, his brother? Why? Um, if, if he was only like a half brother or not really related, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, so yeah, um, obviously the Catholic church kind of believes in the perpetual virginity of Mary. And they also think that she was born without original sin. So she, she came into the world uh, based upon a, a papal bull, which is what whenever the, a, a declaration from the Pope that she is without sin and is forever without sin. And that's why you pray to Mary because she is also perfect, but she has an in with Jesus because she is Jesus's mom. But there's nothing in the Bible that says that. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Just to be clear. Yeah. So what happened, what, what happened with that in the Catholic church? Uh, Mary became um, venerated, and one you could pray to around 600 AD. And that's where just the ridiculousness of the Catholic church started to sort of bear its head. Um, so she became one you would pray to. Uh, and then her perpetual virginity, you know, kind of came, it, it was, it's, we call it, whenever that stuff happened, it's called folk theology. Because there's always a sense of paganistic my, of like bringing in the religions of the culture and taking our theology and making it mix with that. That's called syncretism. Well, that's what happened with Mary. There's a lot of uh, 
you know, folk theology, like, I just need to pray to Mary because I'm not good enough to talk to Jesus. I mean, that's what's bizarre. Why would you say that? Why would you want, need to pray to a saint when you can talk to the God who is? So yeah. that's the problem I have with all of that. Uh, so um, hopefully that answers the question. Any other thoughts on that from you guys? Yeah, like if you go to Mark 6, verse 3, you can just see it in, in scripture. It reads, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon and are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. I mean, that's like clearly like his his family. Right. And so what people would say in the Catholic church, those aren't his actual blood brothers and sisters. Those are the people that he just grew up around that, that knew him real well. And I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm the kind of person where like, if the Bible calls them, like, I, like I've always thought like, yeah, they're Jesus' brothers and Mary was a virgin. So they have to be younger than him. Right. I mean, it just yep. seems, it just seems clear and obvious to me. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's the way I've always taken it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and so also, yeah, I, that's the only thing I got on that. Uh, so, okay, next question is First Samuel 1, when Hannah dedicates Samuel for God and gives him to the priest, is she giving him up her entire parental role, i.e. would Samuel stay with him at night, visit occasion, or was he essentially adopted by the priest and taken to their family? All right, well, we know <clears throat> that whenever Hannah prays, she gets pregnant, and then uh, when he is five years old and weaned, she takes him up to the priest and drops him off and heads home. And then every year, she would come to Jerusalem and visit and give him a brand new outfit that she made. And so that is kind of, so essentially Eli became his adoptive father, and he grew up kind of like at a boarding school, so to speak, uh, with the high priest the his his dad and he did a pretty decent job of raising him even though he screwed up his own fun, sons Hophni and Phineas <laughs> and um, so that's sort of sad for him but <clears throat> he yeah Samuel was uh, ad- essentially adopted by Eli and raised as a priest and and then as a as a judge and uh, then ultimately as a prophet of the king. He was yeah. the one that anointed David, is that right? And anointed Saul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there's a, he also fought a battle. So like, you know, it's like he kind of acted in a kingly role, um, but he was a judge who was a deliverer of, yeah. of Israel. So which, that's kind of wild to think about. Uh, so whenever, they, that's the, the Ebenezer, that, you know, that term, the stone of help. Uh-huh. Uh, he put one out after they, defeated the enemy and um, and that was his big military conquest and then the people once they saw that his sons were just like Eli's sons wicked and sleeping with temple priests and stuff it's kind of wild how like these great men of God had kids that went far from God yeah and they're like listen we don't trust your kids sorry so I need you to anoint us a king and yeah. he's and you gotta imagine that he's just heartbroken by that um, but that's what happened I, I don't I don't want to sit here and because God does not blame uh, of Samuel. He does blame Eli, mm-hmm. which is sort of wild, but he doesn't blame Samuel. Now, Samuel did write the book. <laughs> A little bit of bias there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, you don't want to, that's what you don't want to start doubting God's word. But uh, yeah, so the, the Bible is pretty harsh on Eli for not <clears throat> being a better father, but but really gracious with Samuel yeah. and saying it's not his fault. The people were just hard hearted. 
Although his kids were train wrecks. Yeah. I mean, you could look the other, like, look in the other direction in terms of the kings. And, like, I know, I mean, Saul wasn't great. But David was really, really young when he was anointed. He was. And then he didn't come into power over Jerusalem for, like, another uh, seven years or so. And then even then he had to wait another seven and a half years. Yeah. But Samuel was kind of counseling him and everything along the way. He was up until the point he died. And that's when David started doing wazoo crazy stuff. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's what was hard for David. I mean, when whenever your sage dies, uh, mm-hmm. that's when life got really hard because, and I'm not saying that David was wrong for going to King Achish, but he he was responding out of fear to Saul, who wanted to kill him. Well, you know who, who he who was probably way more scarier than Saul was Goliath. True. And he, for some reason, David had no problem standing up to Goliath, but he had a problem with standing up to Saul. And it's not like he stood up to him. He, he spared his life several times, but he went through the ups and downs of not having someone to go like, David, you're going to be fine. I, I think he just needed someone to say, you are going to be okay. And since Samuel died, he really struggled with that. And that's where you see him get into trouble with, uh, eventually becomes king, which is great. <clears throat> but then shortly after becoming king, that's when the thing with Bathsheba happens, and then his whole family falls apart, and it's just really, really hard. Yeah. yeah. But he had a heart after God's own heart, and God still blessed his son, and yeah. And yeah. like even even like generations after that, like if you like keep reading in like first and second kings, like God like contend even when the kings of Judah were terrible, right. and there were many of them that were terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, God remembers his covenant with David, his promise to right. David, and he doesn't, he, do, he does punish them in a way, but he doesn't take the kingdom away until much later. Right. Well, and it, that doesn't show you how special David is, David is, rather how special God is to his word, yeah. which is really great. And that's God's why we, well, that's why we don't, um, Jesus is the better David, right? Jesus right. is the Messiah who comes in, is all the things that David was, on his best days, but none of the things that David was in his worst days. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's about it for all of our questions here. You know, listen, we want to answer all uh, the questions you guys have. And so if you've got any questions that, about faith, culture, anything in between, we love to address those. And really grateful for all of you listening. Make sure you share, subscribe, do all the things on your platform. And let us know what you think by giving us a sweet review. Just you hit like five stars and keep moving. Uh, <laughs> you can rate each great. one of us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, really grateful for all of you for listening. Uh, so from our house to yours, have an awesome week.